Welcome to Ecclesia Principles, a biblical strategy for believers to engage in God's design for government with Ray Eppard. Hello, glad you could join us again today. This week we're continuing what we talked about last week, and that is stumbling blocks to engagement. And what we're talking about is engaging in the culture, engaging in government, engaging in policy. We need to be engaged in that. But there are things, ideas, and concepts that keep people from engaging. And, and, and they're scriptural concepts, per se. In other words, they draw them from scripture. But it's really not the teaching of scripture. Uh, you know, you, you can take a couple verses uh, or, or you can take just one verse and, and you can end up using that to say a lot of things, you know, especially um, where uh, Jesus was talking about, you know, the Good Samaritan and so forth and ends up saying, go thou and do likewise. Well, if you just use that phrase, go thou and do likewise, and you just lift that out of its context, you can use that for a whole lot of things and teach stuff that is no more God's will than the man in the moon. And with that, one of the passages that we're looking at this week, we started it yesterday, and I'm going to finish this up today, is from 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 17. And it's the story of Jehoshaphat, when the king of Syria came, and he was going to be attacking Jerusalem and Judah and they were not a match for the king of Syria and his army and they were greatly concerned and Jehoshaphat called a day of fasting and prayer and if you would the the part that is the stumbling block is the emphasis that people put on the prophetic response that came to that day of fasting and prayer because if you would, the stumbling block that's in people's minds is if we will pray and fast enough, we'll get the same word. <laughs> we'll get the same situation. Because in verse 17, the first part of it says, you will not need to fight in this battle. And so many Christians are trying to not fight in the battle. So many Christians are trying to not engage in the culture, trying to not engage in policy, trying not to engage in governmental things. And so if there is something that can give them hope that they won't need to, then they tend to cling to it. Again, maybe if we pray enough, maybe if we fast enough, oh, then we won't need to fight in this battle. We just need to pray more, brother. We just need to pray more. Well, I believe we need to pray more. But just because you pray more doesn't mean you're not going to need to engage. It doesn't mean that. This is a, a real exception. You know, as a result of this, they sent out the praisers first in front of the army. Because he goes on, he says, position yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them, for the Lord is with you. And then 
they, they sent out the praisers to, to sing and praise the beauty of his holiness. And then God set, if you would, ambushments against them, and they defeated themselves. And they got to enjoy the spoils. But so many Christians are warning that we'll not need to fight. We'll not need to fight. Let's pray more. Let's pray more. Let's fast. We need to do fasting. We, we haven't done enough fasting. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not against prayer. I'm not against fasting. But our theology is messed up on this. We think if we, so I, I don't think it, but a lot of people think if we do enough praying and if we do enough fasting, we won't need to engage in what's happening. God will just take care of it. This is an exception. Throughout the history of the Old Testament with Israel, this is an exception. I don't know of any other case where they sent the praisers out first. But yet King David, I mean, he was, uh, he was a captain underneath of Saul, and then he was the king and the commander-in-chief while he was king. And, and at that point, God never told him to do that at any one point. Matter of fact, he just gave him strategy on how to win the battles, what to do. And sometimes it was a little bit different. One time he acted like he was crazy. <laughs> you know, God has some unique strategies in things. But notice, after God says here through the prophet, you will not need to fight in this battle, he gives them a couple statements. First, he says, position yourselves. Position yourselves. In other words, even though God's going to fight the battle and they're not going to have to fight it, they still have to position themselves. If you would, if they'd have went and said, oh, well, the Lord said we don't have to fight. Let's all go home. <laughs> Wouldn't have worked. They had to position themselves. Well, what do we see in the story of them positioning themselves? Because as a matter of fact, at the end... He says, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them. See, even though God told him, you won't have to fight, he said, you still go out, though. You still go out. See, so many Christians are taking this thing. We're not going to have to fight. So I'll pray, and I'll fast, and I'll stay home. I will go vote, but I won't do anything else. I'm not going to go out against them. I'm just going to I'm just going to vote on the options they give me. <laughs> well, well. Uh, we need to do more than that. The first thing we have to do is position ourselves. And part of our positioning of ourselves is going out against them. Even though God was going to give them the victory, they were not going to need to fight in it. They still had to prepare for battle. They had to position the army. Now, they put the praisers first, but the army was still there. The army still went out and showed up. They prepared themselves. They went out for the battle. But God told them, I'll take care of this one. You actually won't have to fight. But position yourselves. In other words, God's saying, you're still going to have to be a part of of the process. 
get the soldiers ready, get, get all your weaponry, head out, position yourself for the battle, but then I'll take care of it. But so often, we're not wanting to position ourselves. We're not wanting to put ourselves in the place of battle because, ew, well, that's dirty. You know, politics is dirty. I understand. I understand. You know, this was actually a physical war. Physical war is not clean. Physical war is not pretty. It's dirty. And the thing of it is, is if we're going to have a nation that honors God again, then we're going to have to engage in the culture. We will not have to conduct ourselves in a dirty way, but we will have to enter into the battle. We will have to enter into uh, to the process. We will have to position ourselves. If we do not, then all we're doing is sending the praisers out there, and in all honesty, God's probably not going to give the victory, which is what we've been experiencing for a while. Oh, we'll get a victory every once in a while when a few people will um, go ahead and, you know, well, we're going to do this, and people do get involved, then there's a victory. But then, you know, Jerry Falwell made a statement one time. I, I didn't personally hear him make this, but it was one of his staff uh, that said it, that uh, Jerry Falwell made the statement regarding Christians and, uh, and the government process. He said, you know, he says, Christians are very dependable. He said, if they win, they quit. If they lose, they quit. <laughs> in other words, we don't stay engaged in the process. And that's one reason you'll see things get better for a little bit because we engage and then it'll go right back because we quit after we win. But then, you know, and if we lose a battle, well, we quit again. Well, that was the Lord's will. Well, maybe not. Maybe not. Now, I know that's a, a hard statement for some people, but everything that happens is not the will of God. Because just think about it. If everything that happened was not, if everything that happened was the will of God, then there would be no sin. If everything that happened was God's will, there would be no sin. And actually, 1 John chapter 5 talks about our world lies in darkness. In other words, there's a lot of darkness. There's a lot of evil in this world. There's a lot of things that are not the will of God that are going on on our planet. Now, you see, God even talking about the children of Israel in Hebrews chapter 4 talked about how that the, the works were finished from the foundation of the world for them to go from Egypt into the promised land. But he says they did not enter because of unbelief, even though the works were finished before the foundation of the world. In other words, God had it planned for them to do that, but they had a role to play, and they did not play their role, so they didn't go in. And that's why God was displeased with them, the Bible says.
and that's why they fell in the wilderness. Because as Hebrews 4, I believe it's verse 2 says, they did not mix faith with the word that they heard. When God told them he gave them the land, they didn't believe it. No, no, we're grasshoppers. We're grasshoppers compared to them. They're the giants. No, not us. No, you see, we have a part to play. See, people, too many people misunderstand how God is sovereign. And our theologians have been a, the biggest contributor to that. Because, you see, I firmly believe that God is sovereign. God, I mean, God is sovereign without question. But a lot of theologians basically say for God to be God, he has to be this. And if he's not this, then he's not sovereign. Well, no, the word sovereign basically means he is all-powerful. There, there is, he, he sets the tone for everything. And you see at that point, if he says you decide whether you go into the promised land or you stay out in the wilderness, if he says that's your choice, then he is sovereign. And it's going to be your choice because he said so. God being sovereign means that what he says goes. What God decides goes. And if he decides that you can decide, then it's on us. And if you would, a lot of what happens in our culture, God has said it's on us. And since he is sovereign, then it is. God bless you. See you tomorrow.